going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Are you listening on the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on? Um, Spotify, also available on uh, Google Play, Pocket Cast, uh, Radio Breaker, um, Radio Public, all that stuff. But no matter how you're taking my content, I do appreciate it, and I thank you as always. Um, today we're going to do the uh, NFL schedule preview. Um, continuing. This is our fifth week doing it. So we're going to do it by uh, divisions. And we're going by the, um, from what I believe to be the most interesting, uh, well, from what I believe to be the, mo- the least interesting to most interesting. So we're going to do, um, we're going to do the NFC East today. We've already ran through uh, AFC East, AFC South, uh, NFC North, and there's another one. I forget what the other one was. NFC West, yeah. NFC West, NFC North, AFC East, and AFC South. So this fifth one will be the NFC East, which I think is um, one of the, obviously one of the most interesting uh, divisions in the in the league. Um, a lot of new names, a lot of familiar faces. Um, I think at least two very good teams. Um, but we have a lot of storylines in this division as well. A lot of storylines starting with the um, last place New York Giants from last year. Went 5-11 and 11 last year, finished um, you know, in last... Sixth overall pick in the draft. Um, they did make a lot of news. They had a lot of um, big name transactions. They let one of their all pro Pro Bowl safeties, Landon Collins, go. Um, so he won't be there any longer. They didn't franchise tag him or re sign him or anything. They just let him walk. No trades, no nothing. Um, they also obviously traded Odell Beckham to Cleveland for a first-round pick and uh, Jabril Peppers, so they added, kind of replaced Landon, you know, I guess more of like a linebacker hybrid safety kind of, you know, safety in the box kind of guy in Jabril Peppers. Um, then they did end up signing Golden Tate. Who split? He was with Detroit and then with the Eagles at the end of last year, but he had a pretty good year still. Um, they signed, gave Sterling Shepard an extension. They drafted a new quarterback in Daniel Jones. They drafted a new D lineman in Dexter Lawrence. Um, you know, a lot of big moves. You know, a lot of big name moves, especially. Um, you know, just I mean, just drafting a new quarterback was like big enough, but then you trade Odell. You know, one of the best receivers in the league. You let one of the best safeties in Landon uh, Collins go. Then you bring in a guy like Golden Tate, who's well-known and well-received around the league. So, I mean, they had, not only did they have a lot of transactions, but all these transactions are, like, big names, popular names. So the Giants were um, definitely in the news, definitely in the news for a little while there. Almost seemed like every day, you know, between the trades and the signings and the draft. And, you know, Shep, uh, Sterling Shepard with the contract extension, all that stuff. But, um, 
the Giants this year. Um, they went five and eleven last year. I I see them getting a little better. I think they'll go seven and nine this year. I think they will be a little better, but they're still not really a, a playoff team in my eyes yet. I think Pat Shermer will really have a more handle. It'll feel like more like his team. Um, they'll get Odell out of the room, which will, um, you know, take more pressure off the quarterbacks. It'll take more pressure off the play calling. Um, I think Golden Tate is going to be an uh, undervalued signing. I think him and Shepard will work together. I, I hopefully, Evan Ingram finally shines and has a big year at tight end. I think Barkley is going to be Barkley. Um, now I don't know if he'll have 2,000 yards from scrimmage again. You know, I can't expect him to do that every year. But will he have, you know, 15 to 1,700? I think he will. Um, you know, but I can't expect him to have 91 catches and 2,000 yards again like he did last year. That's just, you know, to expect that from a running back is just not fair. It's just not realistic. Um, but I think he'll still he'll still be, you know, top five in rushing at least. Um, you know, like I said, the defense, if you ask me, the defense kind of downgraded with Landon for Jabril Peppers. You know, they got the big Dexter Lawrence in the middle. They still retain Ogletree. They still retain Jenkins, who Jenkins has kind of been on the decline lately, um, like the last year or two, really. But, you know, you know, we still held on to him. Um, even Olivier Vernon, I didn't even mention, we traded Olivier Vernon to Cleveland, too. I mean, that's another big name. Uh, you know, a big name we, uh, you know, in the transaction list. So, um, like I said, I have the Giants going 7-9. and nine. I mean, they only got three primetime games. Um, and they're all against, like, big team. Like, the Thursday night games at New England, that's a loss. I mean, you're not going to get ready for New England in three days. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Um... You know, uh, they're at home against Dallas, and they're on the road at Philly. Both of those are Monday night games. I have them losing those as well. Um, you know, I actually have them starting off 3-0, believe it or not. I think they'll steal one from Dallas week one. Then they get Buffalo at home, and then at Tampa. I think they'll win all three of those games. So, I mean, you know, I think they will start 3-0, maybe 2-1, maybe if they lose that Dallas opener. I think they could at least beat Buffalo at home and then Tampa, you know, but, you know, after that, it gets rough. I mean, you get Minnesota. You get, like I said, at New England on Thursday night. You get um, Dallas on the Monday night. You get Green Bay. Of course, you got to play Philly twice. Um, what else we got? We got to go at Chicago. We got to play Dallas twice. So, I mean... Like I said, it's not too tough of a schedule because of, you know, us finishing last year. But, you know, just we're just in a tough division. You know, and of course we draw the unlucky number of going at New England on a Thursday night. Which, you know, at New England's tough enough, but then you got to play them on three days rest. Then we draw the, the rough card of playing at Chicago in late November. That's going to be, you know, crazy. Now, one thing is we get a bye week. You know, we have the week 11 bye and then we go at... Chicago on week 12 so you know maybe that's a good sign but just going into that stadium the Bears will probably be in the division race the playoff race they're you know that defense is going to be rough on us I think um but you know improving is improving so I still have them going 7-9 now you know I don't know if Pat Shermer's job is on the line here I don't know if Dave Gettleman's job is on the line here if they go 7-9 you know another year without 
um, you know, even hitting the 500 mark another year without making the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Pat Shermer's on the hot seat. I think he'll, um, they'll want to see what he could actually do with Daniel Jones. I think Eli's going to start the year, and then you know, once they lose a couple games, probably or, um, you know, then maybe they'll put Daniel Jones in later in the year, or maybe they'll just let Eli finish it out. And then like wash their hands clean and then start you know that you know because you got to give Pat Shermer in my opinion you got to give Pat Shermer a full year with Daniel Jones um, at quarterback you can't you know just to be fair to Shermer if you're gonna be fair to Eli and give him a chance you know to earn his job you got to be fair to Shermer to let him keep his job because you know Shermer can only do so much you can only call the plays the players still have to go out there and perform it. So, I mean, if Eli's not getting the job done, it doesn't matter what Shermer's calling or what, you know, Shermer's doing. You know, if you, you got a guy out there that can't get the job done, then it's just it's just not going to work out for the coach. Um, and Eli's headed out anyway, so I wouldn't go crazy. Because if you fire Shermer, either way, Eli's probably going to be heading out anyway. And you're probably going to start Daniel Jones next year. So, I mean, what's the point? You might as well keep Shermer. So... That's that. I have the Giants going seven and nine, um, you know, on the way up, but not really, you know, not really bursting through the ceiling yet. Um, next up is Washington Redskins, who went. Um, they actually went seven and nine last year, finished third. Um, they only have two primetime games. That's worse than the Giants, who have three. The Redskins only have two. They have one Monday night game at home against Chicago that they're gonna lose in week three. And the Thursday night game on the road at Minnesota, they're going to lose that um, week 8, late in October. Um, the big thing about me with Washington is they don't have a quarterback. You know, the, you sign Case Keenum and then you draft Dwayne Haskins. You know, it's just, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I don't believe in either one of these guys really right at the right at the time right now. Um, like, even if they go with Haskins, I've heard several people... Um, I think even Urban Meyer came out and said it. You know, Haskins' college football coach at Ohio State said he needs at least a year, maybe two, to really, you know, grasp a new offense and, you know, learn the ins and outs of quarterbacking in the NFL. So if they, you know, if they throw him in there, which I think they're going to do, they're going to throw him in there, if not week one, I think he'll be in there before um their bye week they have the bye week week 10 i think he'll be in there before that i think he'll be in there probably around week six week seven maybe like mid-october towards halloween week seven october 20th um you know probably somewhere around there because um you know i just don't think case kingdom's gonna get the job done and they have a they have a pretty tough schedule i mean they start off at philly then they get dallas and then chicago then they get new england in week five I mean, those first, you know, four, four of those first five games are against playoff teams. I mean, that's that's just a rough start. No matter, you know, if you're starting Case Keenum or a rookie in Dwayne Haskins, that's just a tough start. You know, they got to go on the road at Carolina late in the year. They got to go on the road at Green Bay in Dallas, um, on the road at Dallas week 17, Philly again in week 15. I mean, they they just get um, they just got a really a really tough schedule. Even their easy teams that they should be like Buffalo, but they get them on the road. So you gotta go at Buffalo. You gotta go at Miami. 
Like, sure, yeah, it's Buffalo or Miami, but it still matters when you're traveling to those places. Especially Buffalo late, you know, they're going there early November. And it's going to be cold and wet and snowy and rainy and all that crazy stuff. So, yeah, I got I got the Redskins actually going 4-12 and this year. Um, you know, it's not that I don't like Dwayne Haskins. I just don't believe in Case Keenum. And by the time they put Dwayne Haskins in, I think, um, I, don't, I just don't think he's ready to be a full fledged starter. I don't think they have the weapons. You know, their number one receivers are are Josh Doxton and Paul Richardson. Like those guys are, are number three receivers at best on any other team. Um, you know, they are not they are not number one receivers. You know, they still have Vernon Davis at tight end. You know, Jordan Reed's always banged up at tight end. They have Adrian Peterson at running back still. I mean they, they should have uh, Darius Juice coming back, but he's coming off a torn ACL. They drafted Bryce Love, who's also had, uh, you know, injury problems. So you got three running backs there with with uh, previous injury problems. NAP's, you know, on the older side of 30, the wrong, you know, on the wrong side of 30 there for a running back. So it's just I don't really know where their offense is going to come from. Now they have some big names, you know, like I said, they added Landon Collins from the Giants on that big deal. Still have Josh Norman at corner. They added. Um, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, DRC at corner. Um, you know they have a pretty good defense. They, you know they have some big names, but I just don't see where the offense is coming. And you know the most important position is the quarterback. And um, I just don't think they have a have a real quarterback right now. I just don't trust either one of them this year. Now I think Dwayne Haskins is going to pop. I think he'll be a good player, but I, I think he'll be a good player two or three years from now. I don't think he's a good player. Um, right now to start in the NFL so I think they'll be 4-12 and um, on to the Philadelphia Eagles 9-7 and team who squeaked into the playoffs last year and actually got a playoff win off the infamous uh, Cody Parkey field goal botch um, you know well, it was blocked it was tipped and he missed it it banged off the pole this and that listen he missed the kick he missed the kick Eagles win the game um but um, nonetheless, they move on. They let Nick Foles go. Of course, he signs with Jacksonville to be their new quarterback. And uh, they, they're going with the man, uh, Carson Wentz. Um, I think Carson Wentz is going to come back and better than ever. We've seen this happen with Andrew Luck where he kind of lost the year um, with the whole shoulder thing and like the kidney thing and the spleen or whatever was going on with Andrew Luck. Um, but I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to come back better than ever. And he just signed a four-year deal worth about a hundred plus, hundred seven or hundred thirty million, something like that. So the the Eagles know something. I mean, you're not just going to throw a contract at a guy if you're not fully aware. You know, he's been cleared. He's been medically cleared. He's been, uh, you know, running through drills. He's been, you know, throwing. He's been running. He's been doing everything, you know. You're not just gonna throw, throw a guy, you know, a, a four-year deal like that with a hundred plus mil, million, when, you know, you're like, oh, can this guy, you know, can he still throw? Can you, you know, how's he feel? How's his knee look? You know, like they know, like they know Carson Wentz is ready. They know Carson Wentz is gonna be 100% healthy uh, this year, and I think Carson Wentz at 100% healthy um, leads to a 10 and 6 team. That's why I got him going down to to 10 and 6. 
I mean, they're bringing back Alshon Je Jeffrey, a big target. They're bringing back um, one of the best tight ends, arguably the best tight end in Zach Ertz. They have the um, explosive, deep, um, down-the-field threat they're bringing back into Sean Jackson, formerly an Eagle, now coming back to be an Eagle. Um, I am concerned about their defense now. Now, they have Fletcher Cox still in the middle. They have Brandon Graham, which is great, but that secondary does scare me. And they can be exposed by the deeper teams, like uh, like in Atlanta or even in Dallas. Um, you know, New England. You know, deeper teams that has a lot of these. You know, that has two or three or four good receivers. Uh, Detroit, they gotta play Detroit. Um, you know, they could really be exposed. I think. Um, so they have to uh, they have to tighten that up because their defense, their de even in that Super Bowl win, I mean. Brady threw for over 500 something yards. I mean, they you know they won in the shootout. Their defense wasn't wasn't the focal point of that Super Bowl at all. I mean, so they they really um they got to keep their front seven healthy. They really got to keep Fletcher Cox healthy because he's you know he's our you know easily their best player on defense. So they have to keep him healthy there in the middle. Um, like I said, I do have them, you know, going 10 and 6, a little, you know, one more win than next year, or last year, I should say. Um, week 10 by week, they have four, I'm sorry, five prime time games. Um, I think they lose a lot of those. You know, they got they got a Sunday night at Atlanta week two. I mean, that's, that's going to be a rough, hostile environment. Um, you know, the Thursday night games at Green Bay, that's going to be tough. It's tough to prepare for Aaron Rodgers in three days. Um, they have a Sunday night game at Dallas. I think they'll lose that. Um, they do get Seattle at home on a Sunday night. I think that Philly crowd will help them. And they also get Giants at home week 14 on a Monday night. And, of course, I think, you know, they'll win that one. But, you know, they, they do have a tough schedule. I have them getting beat by New England at home. I also have them beating Chicago at home. Um... You know, like I mentioned, the Green Bay game, the Jets they have, Atlanta. So they have some, you know, obviously got to play Dallas twice. So they do have a tough tough schedule there. But um, I think they go 10-6. and six. I think they win the division again. I think a healthy, healthy Carson Wentz with all those weapons is just um, going to be a dangerous team. Uh, I don't know if they'll get like a number one or two seed going 10-6. and six. It'll be close. Depending on what the other teams finish, but I think they'll definitely at least win the division and get a home uh, a home playoff game. Um, on to the reigning NFC East champions, the Dallas Cowboys, who also had a um, had a wild card win. They ended up beating Seattle last year in the wild card game, and then losing to the Rams. But um, Dallas went ten and six last year. I had them regressing a little bit. Um, I do have them going nine and seven, um, but with Dallas is I just you know they're just so loaded. I mean they got they got six prime time games. You know the Thanksgiving game and then the Thursday game, three Sunday nights and a Monday Monday night game. Um, you know they just they, they, you know they're bringing they should be bringing Amari back. They should be bringing Zeke back, Dak Prescott. I mean they brought back Jason Witten. It was a good security blanket. I mean, he's not going to burn anybody down the field. He's not going to be a deep threat. But, you know, I think he still has hands. Um, 
you know, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is already signed. I mean, they got Jalen Smith and uh, Leighton Van Der Esch flying around at the linebacker spots. I mean, Dallas is loaded, man. Dallas is really good. I just, I just think they have a really tough schedule. You know, they got to play the Rams. They got to play at Chicago in December. They got to play at New England in late November. They got to play uh, Green Bay. They got to play at New Orleans. They got to play, uh, you know, Philadelphia twice. I mean, they just they just have, even Detroit. Like, at Detroit, it's no walk in the park, I don't think. Um, Detroit's always, you know, competitive. Um, so I don't think that's like a walk in the park, even though I have them winning that game. But, you know, they just they just have a pretty tough schedule. I still have them going 9-7. and seven. I don't think they're going to, like, flop. I mean, they have, they have too much talent. But I'm also not going to sit here and have them going, you know, 13-3 and three either because they have some really, really tough games on that schedule. Um, now, if they win all those tough games and they go 11-5 and five or 12-4, and four, then sure, you know, if they beat the Saints in New Orleans on a Sunday night, or if they beat, um, you know, New England in Foxborough, or if they beat Chicago in Chicago, then sure, you know, then okay, you guys go 12-4, and four, I was wrong. But, you know, looking at those games and that schedule, I just, um, I just see them going 9-7. Maybe a wild card team, depending on, you know, the, the other, what the other teams do. But um, I think they'll at least finish above 500. And, um... That's about it. I, you know, I think the NFC East is very interesting this year. I want to see, you know, I want to see if the Cowboys could actually keep all those guys under contract because, you know, Amari wants a lot of money. I don't know what they're going to do with Zeke after that video came out, you know, with him and the security guard. Um, obviously, Dak wants a new contract. Then you have to worry about the linebackers coming up. Demarcus Lawrence has already been signed for over, you know, $100 million, I believe. You're already paying the linemen, you know, the max money for, you know, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith and uh, Frederick, you know, because they have, you know, one of the better offense lines in the league. So it's tough. You know, that's just, you know, every team has a storyline. Then you go down to Philly with the Carson Wentz injury. And, um, you know, is, you know, can Carson Wentz prove that, you know, they could win without Nick Foles? Can the Eagles prove they could win without Nick Foles as a, as a unit, not just Carson Wentz? Um you know, and then obviously Redskins have their QB conundrum. Um, you know, I don't think it's a, a big of a storyline as, you know, any other one. I think Haskins is going to play eventually. Case Keenum. There were even rumors of Haskins starting week one. Like, Haskins was just going to beat Case Keenum in the competition, which, which I don't know, says more about Haskins or says more about Keenum. I really don't know. Because, like I said, what, I, what I've heard is Haskins is not ready to be an NFL quarterback. He needs a year or two. Um, to kind of sit on the bench and take the game in and, you know, get down the film study and get down the practices and get down the leadership of it. Um, but, uh, you know, for them to say, you know, he could, you know, he's up to, to start week one, I, I think that says a lot more bad about Keenum than it does say good about Haskins. Um, and then, of course, the AP, you know, the AP saga continues. He's He's still running running the muck over there. Um, so we'll see what Washington has to offer. I don't think they have to offer a lot, but and then on you know, the Giants basically the same thing, just you know, what's you know, what's life like with Odell or without Odell I should say. Um it our Pat Sherman, Dave Gettleman on the hot seat, you know, we're going into you know, I think 
I want to say like our third or fourth year with them. I don't I don't know if they I got to look it up. I don't know if they were together. I think this is definitely I want to say this is Shermer's third year, maybe second. I got to look it up. Man, I don't even know. It's it's all been a blur for me when um when all this stuff happened, but you know, Gettleman and Shermer coming on board. But, you know, are they on the hot seat? Are, you know, if they, you know, are they going to get blamed if they don't win? Like what do the owners really expect from the Giants? Like, what do they expect the Giants to do? Um, you know, and that's who, who at the end of the day, that's who really determines what, you know, who's the GM and, you know, how long of a leash does the coach have? You know, um, they also have another QB conundrum of their own. That, you know, is Daniel Jones going to start in week eight? Is Daniel Jones going to start in week four? Um, is they just going to let Eli ride the season out and, you know, just chalk the season up as a loss and say, eh, you know, we'll, we'll wash our hands and really reboot next year? I don't know. I really I really don't know. I just hope they're competitive. Um, I like everybody to be competitive. I just like the league to be fun. I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing teams just getting blown out and just beat up every week. It's just not good football. You know, I just like to watch good football. Um, that's why, you know, that's why at a certain point of the year, I just, you just sit back and you just watch New England or you watch, you know, uh, you know, a Bears defense from last year or, you know, a Ravens defense from, you know, from back in the day or Steelers defense or anything, man. You just go, you know, you go watch a Chiefs offense from last year. You just go watch good football, dude. Just go watch how the game's played, you know. Just go watch a guy go catch, you know, fucking 95 to 100 balls and score, you know, 12 or 15 times a year. It's just good stuff, man. Just love it. You know, I'm not saying I'm rooting for the teams to win, but you just want to watch good football. You want to be entertained. You know, football's turned into a TV show. You want to be entertained. So I hope the Giants, along with the rest of the NFC East, just entertain us. Keep it, you know, keep us occupied. You know, don't be 0-7 getting fucking battered. Um, you know, and I can't watch it for the last, you know, two months of football and you just make football miserable. You know, just be competitive. You know, how about we go 3-3 three and three through the first six games? And then you could fall off the tank. But at least keep me intrigued until, like, Halloween. And then, you know, then we could just close the season out however you want to close it out. Just don't start off 0-5 or 1-7. and It just ruins the whole year. Um... You know, but other than that, guys, listen, it's been nice. We're five. We're officially five weeks through. We got three more divisions left. I really don't know what the divisions are because I don't have. My, I think it's like AFC West, uh, AFC West, NFC South, and AFC North. Yeah, AFC West, AFC North, and NFC South. So those are my top three most interesting. Obviously, if you guys follow the football, follow the NFL, you know there's a lot of big names on those, all those teams. A lot of, a lot of big moves this year. A lot of storylines going into this year. But we will get through all of them. Three more weeks, and by the time we're in, we're over with this, guys, it'll most likely be July. Um, so then we'll really be kicking into, you know, more football talk because then the NBA will be over, and NHL will be over, and baseball will be in the dead fucking hot of summer and nobody's gonna want to watch because nobody wants to go outside and sit in 110 degree weather to watch a guy fucking swing and miss at a baseball all day it's terrible 
So we're really going to be kicking in the football. Um, well, also NBA free agency too. I forgot NBA free agency is like a holiday now. But um, other than that, it's going to be NBA free agency and football for me. A lot of WWE. That's why I'm doing this podcast today. I actually always usually do these on Friday if you guys follow. Um, you know, but I had the big uh, super showdown yesterday. I did the Periscope and then the podcast. So I said, I oh, fucking I ain't doing nothing Saturday. I'll do the schedule preview Saturday. But these are usually going to be on Friday, guys. So um, with that, I'll probably catch you guys uh, Tuesday for some NFL NFL news and rumors and notes and whatever the hell is going on. We're going to talk about that Carson Wentz contract. See how much money he's actually making. Compare it to the other quarterbacks. See if he deserves that money and who really deserves that money and who doesn't deserve that money. Hmm. I think Carson Wentz deserves it. But we'll get into it Tuesday. We'll talk and debate. I'll just sit here and debate with myself because it's a podcast. But um, other than that, guys, I'll see you Tuesday. Thanks for listening as always. Follow me on Twitter at WymanPodcast1 and on Instagram at WymanPodcast. Send me questions, like, and retweet everything I tweet and post. Um, Absolutely everything you have to. And also DM questions, comments, concerns, how I air them on a podcast. I will plug your Twitter or your Instagram handle and um, you will get more followers and I will get more listens and everybody will be happy. So let's get that done. And like I said, until Tuesday, you guys be safe out there.